Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of the House Huddle Podcast. Here are your hosts, Rob Schwartz and Justin Oniemi. Two Bears fans who decided talking into a microphone was better than shouting at their television. Welcome in, house huddlers. Huddle Huddle up. up. Justin Oniemi, Rob Schwartz, back again for episode 47. Wow, they're racking up, man. They are almost at 50. Jeez. They have to have like a special. It's like middle age. Special uh, anniversary segment or something. Well, we already know know what the episode will be named after. Mike Singletary. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the the player? I was like, I was not going player. (laughs) We struggled with 47. Yes. Because initially I thought it was Adam uh, Adam Archuleta, but turns out he wore 20. Number 20. So if if we did this, would it have been Thomas Jones? Was he 20? Yeah, he was 20. Yeah. But I'm saying I thought Adam Archuleta, but I must have just confused overrated slash bad white safeties. I think that is exactly what <laughs> happened. In fact, this guy, maybe a little bit more talented. He stuck around. Yeah. Well, they got like, Archuleta after he was good with the Rams. Right. Right. But uh, Chris Conti. Yeah. Good old Chris Conti. <laughs> Some of these episodes won't really stick with who we name no. who we name it after but no not at all if you guys have a better number 47 by no, all means yeah throw it out there maybe there's like some udfa like <laughs> uh training camp guy that like everyone fell in love with that i'm not remembering um well looking forward i'm pretty excited about 49 yeah because i think they're going to give it to one of the new guys right i would think so which transitions to uh what's been going on with otas otas yeah so just real quick just a recap of things that i've read and heard um the justin fields dj Moore connection is legit like that's already becoming like a factor here in in otas um as far as I know, Fields has been pretty decent in all of the practices, but one, one was a pretty rough one. Um, yeah, I, I, I unfortunately, you know, don't get to go see it, so I can't speak to it myself. I just have to go by what I hear and read. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I've heard a lot of good things, but then I feel like you should type in any team OTAs and you'll get all sorts of positive news. And this is all coach speak. Yeah, everyone's thinking it's going to be a great yeah. season and mm-hmm. everything's improved. And the only players that usually don't speak positively right now are ones who are like trading 
contract, right? And then they're kind of like Roquan Smithing it right. last year. Well, so. Jalen Johnson did show up for day three of OTAs, I believe, right? Yes. Uh, no, week three. Sorry, week three. Week three. Uh, yeah, the, so the third set of practices, he was there. Um, he was on the uh, – blanking on how it's actually called – Jace, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max show. Um, Keyshawn Johnson. Um, and I honestly Jay Williams, Jay Williams, and Max something Kellerman, maybe. Yeah, he know. used to do uh, the show where they score the arguments. He was the original. Oh, he host. was the original guy yeah. for Around yeah. the Horn. Around the Horn. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. I'm so used to seeing this other guy who's been there. I feel like since I was watching it in my yeah. late teens, the original was Max Kellerman. Okay. So anyway, so those three talked to him. Yeah, he said he was staying home to take care of some charity things and then also spend time with his daughter who i think he said is three so as someone who has a three-year-old little girl i can relate you know try to spend as much time with your kids as you can uh you know they say that you only have 18 birthdays before they're gone so hmm. that's true sometimes they stick around longer but... sometimes my, my <laughs> middle son he's gonna be around till he's in his 40s i guarantee it. <laughs> so uh yeah but Jalen johnson did show up um so did nate uh Nate Davis, because he was also somebody who didn't. Oh, show okay. Up. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I didn't hear that. I thought he still wasn't. I mean, these are voluntary. Yeah. And so then, when people don't come, they yeah. made that choice, but you then know, they act like it's not voluntary. Jalen Johnson, he was here last year, so the system's not changing, right? You would think, though, coming in as a new offensive guard, maybe you'd want to be there, but at the same no time, pads. like he's been in the league long enough. His assignment's going to be pretty similar to what he had in Tennessee. So yeah, eh, it doesn't matter yet. Let's yeah. let's see what they have moving forward. Uh, so that uh, was really the two like the two biggest storylines. I feel like um, I recently this wasn't based on OTA. Well, isn't really based on OTAs, and it might anger you. So we I'll just throw it out there, and then we can talk about it some other episode in the future. Um, but the idea that Robert Tunyon may be coming in to take. Komet's job rather than be added into the mix because he's a better down the seam threat, things like that. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> I knew you would. I call bullshit. Yeah, Komet fan club here. We'll just say bear shit. I call bear shit. <laughs> well, you need to. And he's a you capable, do need to. he's a capable you tight end, to. a veteran. There's he knows Getsy. He knows Getsy's system. Sure, I have nothing against Robert Tunyon. He had one good year. One good year. Komet said half of one good year. That one good year was not really any better than what Komets was last year. So yeah, well, I mean, I just when you say DJ Moore is looking good with Fields, what excites me is that every guy after him now should have an easier assignment. Exactly, um, which is just exciting to see. So, and news is that uh, Mooney should be ready for training camp. Is what yes. I'm hearing. Yep, Mooney should be ready for training camp. I actually just wrote something today for Bear Goggles on and had him as a fringe player to return for 2024 and probably the odd man out in the wide receiver group um to not return to not return i i think chase claypool is going to have the upper hand he's younger and and they don't have someone that fits the same mold at this point so you got uh tyler scott that they just drafted who's very similar to a darnell mooney Um, and will be cheaper yes exactly so, and if he balls out, obviously you're going to try to keep him. Right. Right. But I just, I don't see it. We'll see. Um, the other one, real quick, other one that I've read about uh, is Tremaine Edmonds has been a beast in training. That's my number OTAs. 49. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, 
yeah, he's uh, he's just been unbelievable. Takeaways just all over the field. I think people are going to realize Roquan Smith being gone isn't as big of a deal as it needs to be. We've talked many times about like the running back position, but yeah. they kind of said the same thing for linebacker, you know. But you're going to get a guy here who can go sideline to sideline, and I'm hearing, well, and he's so big too. Yeah. Um, but also the leadership. They said he's coming in and he's really taking uh, some lead on, on that defense. Um, offensive line, Lucas Patrick taking some snaps oh, at yeah, center. Yeah. I did. Yeah, that's right. Lucas Patrick taking. So some... I said back before in a previous episode. Whether it's Whitehair, whether it's Patrick, it's hopefully somebody that earned it yeah. and will slide in nicely. Um, and then one other quirky thing is uh, you had many times on this show we've mentioned centers with bad snaps, whether that's Mustafer, whether it's thinking back to Whitehair when he was playing center. But Whitehair is doing this snap out of the shotgun that they do in college where the ball's upright. I forget what it's called. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But apparently Fields is cool with it. Like, it comes in nicely, and he can handle the snap. So yeah, hopefully we're not seeing too many crazy If I recall, it's how he snapped it when he was oh, okay. center before. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our OTA news. Uh, mandatory camp. Not that it matters because everyone was there anyway to end the, the last week's. Oh, which, by the way, Jalen Johnson was also following along like with Zoom calls and stuff. It wasn't like he was just completely MIA. Um, but, yeah, so mandatory camp starts Tuesday. So All right. Maybe we'll have some more news. Maybe we'll have a defensive end. Maybe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, a few of them are off the board now. Frank Clark's gone, and so is uh, Leonard Floyd. So. And Nagakwe wants to go to a contender. Little does he know, the Bears. The Bears are a contender. That's right. <laughs> Well, if no one signs him, you give him the prove-it deal. Yeah. One year, he balls out, and maybe the Bears are good, and he goes, oh, I can stay here. Right. So. All right, I'm going to give the, the floor here to Justin. This is going to be a special This Just In uh, episode, and I have no idea what's coming. I have no notes. No notes. I have, I have lots of notes. No preparation. <laughs> Actually, I should have told you, you should write some stuff down, but I can just review numbers if you need me to. Okay. Maybe I'll pull my notes out on my phone. If you want to do that. And I'll, I'll show everyone I mean, that they're hopefully not for the notes. viewers and listeners, I'm going to try. I mean, a lot of numbers are going to be coming out your way, but we'll try to keep it simplistic if, if it can be. Okay. So on this Justin, um, I, I don't know if it was the very first this Justin when I did the... Just proving there's no notes. Uh, I can't see. Can't see it. It's glaring. I mean, there's just nothing yeah. there. That's it's so empty. Like if I, I, I think people really believe us. Can't see I it, think people but... believe us. So I think it was the very first this Justin where I took uh, player A and player B and kind of did a statistical analysis. It was fun, and it turns out it was Justin Fields' first two years averaged against uh, Josh Allen's first two years. Yeah. So I have something similar for you. Um, I have a player A, a player B, and because I was bored, I actually also have a player C. Um, but I'm first going to go with players A and player B and kind of compare them, get your opinion on 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 those players, and maybe guesses as to who they are. And then at the very end, I'm going to also throw in a player C. All right. All right. So for the viewers and listeners, and particularly you probably know him by name, but some guy called you out for cherry picking statistics. Um, I am taking statistics from last season, week seven through week 18. 
And I will explain at the end why I chose that range of time. Right. Okay. So if I recall, was that the New England game? Or was week seven Washington? Week seven was New England. Okay. Okay. So we have a player A and a player B. I will not yet bring in player C. I can tell you what each of these players did every week. Um, but first, let me maybe just go over the big picture of what they did the remainder of the season. Okay. So these are running backs, and they're on different teams. Uh, week 7 through week 18, both of the teams they were on had their bye week. So equal number of games, um, and both these players played in all the games between week 7 and week 18 with a bye. Okay. So it's an equal number of games. All right. So player A um, had some big games, had some... Mm, not great games. And when it was all said and done over that, sorry, I got to count these out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 weeks minus the bye. So over the 11 games, player A ha had 192 carries, 876 yards, five touchdowns. And as a receiver, because this is a running back, he also caught out of the backfield. He had 20 catches on 26 targets for 188 yards and an additional touchdown. So if you just look at overall touches, 196 touches, sorry, 212 touches for 1,064 yards and six touchdowns. That's player A. Okay, I think I got all of it. You got all of it? I think so. I tried to go slow, but oh, then... I, wait, why I, is it talking? It's texting my speech. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, so that's player A. 11 games. And you want me to go over them again? Nah. No, I okay. got them. So as a running back, remember player A had 192 carries. What makes this comparison really awesome is player B had 191 carries. Almost, I mean, that's as close as you can get, I would say, over an 11-game span. One fewer carry for player B. And would you would you believe it if I told you he had one more yard? So their, their rushing statistics were nearly identical. So let me remind you, player A had 192 carries for 876 yards. Player B, 191 carries for 877 yards. Okay. Also had five touchdowns. So identical pretty much from a rushing perspective. Now, player B only had five receptions on nine targets for 26 yards and zero touchdowns. So not as much of a receiving threat. His totals come out to 196 touches for 903 yards and five touchdowns. Okay. Rushing wise, these two players were identical. Player A had a slightly more than slight advantage as a receiver out of the backfield. So thoughts at this point. Who might we be talking about? How do you like the two players? Oh, and let me, sorry, one more thing. Because I'm throwing so many numbers out there, I did a little bit of math for you. Player A, the 192 carries for 876 yards was a 4.6 per carry average. And obviously, player B's is also a 4.6 because they nearly were identical. Initial thoughts. So my initial thoughts are... One has got to be Khalil Herbert. It's probably not. 
It's probably one of them is Dante Foreman, but I'm going to say one of them's got to be Khalil Herbert. <laughs> and if I'm guessing, well, no, there's no way he had that many carries. Khalil Herbert had a, inj- a lot of injuries late in the season, if you remember. He right. actually missed a bunch of games. Right. So we're talking. So it's not Khalil Herbert. So it's got to be Dante Foreman because he did come on late, finished out the year. All right. This guy is good, guy. This guy right here, he knows his stuff. Five now, why years. does it have to be Dante Foreman? Why? 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 Why would it be pretty important that I started in week seven? Well, because he wasn't the starter then. Exactly. So you are correct. One of those two players is Dante Foreman. Yeah. So and prior we, to McCaffrey, well, I'm blanking on the rookie who we had in fantasy, who was ahead of him, right? Wasn't he? No. With the Initially, McCaffrey. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. He McCaffrey. was on Carol. He's on Carol. Was on Carolina last year. That's right. McCaffrey gets traded to the Excuse Niners, and he then week seven, seven, he gets to be the pretty much the dude. Although they ran two backs because I think Hubbard got quite a few touches as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you have one of them. Well, do you think he was the one with receptions or the one lacking receiving? I think he was the one lacking receiving. And I'm gonna guess that player A is Tony Pollard. Okay, I like your guess. Before I tell you who player A and player B is, okay. well, you actually got player B correct. Okay. Wow, you're good, man. So player B is Dante Foreman. Not a lot of receiving, but rushing-wise, that's pretty. those are pretty impressive numbers. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you player A yet. I'm going to throw in a player C. C. <laughs> Hold on. Now i got to get ready for player right. C. I hope you guys are playing at home. <laughs> so tell me when you're ready. Wait, by the way, if you like Dante Foreman, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. If you like player A and you don't know who it is yet, but you think Dante Foreman could be as good and it's going to be a, like a name, I think it's going to be a name, right? Hit the like button or the subscribe button. And guess who it is in the comments, but you have to put a timestamp when you guessed. Okay. All right. Player C. Same time frame. And actually played the same number of games. Also, his team had a bye. Okay. 139 carries. So about 60, eh, about 50 or so, 53 fewer than player A, 52 fewer than player B. Had 139 carries, 555 yards for an average of 4.0 per carry, four touchdowns, 24 receptions on 29 targets. So similar to player A in the fact that he had 20 plus catches. Those 24 catches were 203 yards receiving and one touchdown. That is your player C. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So very, so as good of a receiver as player A. Okay. But slightly did, worse as a running back. I'd say more than slightly, to be honest. Yeah, 4.0, 4.0 is a pretty low average, and not being able to, or not either not being able to have more carries, or the team didn't utilize right. that player in that way. Right. 
Um, gosh, AJ Dillon. Okay. All right. So for the folks at home, get your guesses in. I'm about to reveal here. You were correct. Player B was Dante Foreman. That's why I started in week seven. So he it's a lot easier to pick, though, from the running backs at the Chicago Bears roster, knowing it's the Chicago Bears roster. It had to be one of them versus. Why would I be bringing up three guys that exactly. none of who are Bears? Or, well, and trying to pick. So why other... did I add a player C? Player C yeah. is David Montgomery. <sighs> Damn it. I didn't think of that. So uh, you and I, we both really liked uh, David Montgomery. We said yeah. at the right price, bring him back. Yeah. But we also were realistic in, in, in saying mm, his better days might be behind him. Um, he gets the tough yards, but he's not going to break big runs necessarily. Player C is Montgomery. I wanted this to show like what you're missing, what, what left, and yeah. what's coming in. Okay. Player A, identical rushing st- statistics, ugh, statistics to Dante Foreman is, give me that drum roll, please, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Wow. Wow. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm a pretty big Nick Chubb fan. I we I target him almost every year in fantasy, right? He, I think he goes a little bit under the radar every year and still just dominates. He's a and stellar, if, stellar running back. If he's not getting the yards on the ground, he's making up for it in the air and helping your fantasy team. So I do have to say one thing. And for those people who think this was cherry picked, I explained why I started in week seven and went through 18. You can't compare the first. However, let me tell you what Nick Chubb did in weeks one through six, though. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He had 110 carries for 649 yards, a 5.9 average. Yeah. Seven touchdowns rushing. And he had seven catches on 10 targets for 61 yards, no touchdowns. So that comes out to 117 touches for 710 yards and seven touchdowns. So his one through six did happen to be, I'd say, yeah, consider not, uh, considerably better yeah. than his seven through 18. Yeah. But he is a very, very top-notch running back, um, I'd say, in that top tier. But like you said, undervalued maybe, but skill-wise. Yeah, I wonder, too. I, I didn't watch a lot of Browns games last year, but you have to wonder if uh, getting Deshaun Watson later in the season maybe led to those numbers declining a bit. There too, you go. Right. I mean, well, and I also wanted to try to point out a few things. So, with Chubb being a very strong running back, you know, back in the day, teams used to have their workhorse guy. That wasn't the case. Yeah. They still fed the ball to Kareem Hunt plenty. Yeah. Just like in Carolina, I told you Dante Foreman took over, but Hubbard was still, there were games where Hubbard was the lead back. Just like here where Montgomery was splitting carries. I mean, that is the new way yeah. teams do business. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts then on them bringing in Dante Foreman, them losing Montgomery? What will the production look like? All those types of things. Yeah, so I, I've been predicting, and I know a lot of other people have as well, that Foreman was going to be the lead back over Kula Herbert, um, mainly because I think he's a slightly better pass blocker. Uh I still think, though, that Herbert's going to get his touches, right? I mean, he's going to get his, especially early on in the season. Then, you know, as Roshan Johnson becomes a little bit more comfortable, I think he's going to chip away at those touches. Unless Herbert proves that, you know, what we've seen in flashes isn't just flashes and he can, you know, maybe be a better pass blocker this season. Uh, you know, maybe he can can maintain that role. I know a lot of people liked him over David Montgomery last year. So, 
I mean, it'd be a good problem to have if all these guys yeah. start to show that they're capable. Um, now, I do want to come back to the pass catching. Okay. And I don't know the answer to this. I mean, I guess we'll have to see as train, uh, preseason goes and then when the season rolls in. Is Dante Foreman not capable of receiving out of the backfield? Because there are some backs where that's just not part of their game. Or was he not utilized in that kind of way? What you know? Do you know anything about that, or what are you? What are your thoughts on that? Um, because certainly McCaffrey was a huge weapon out of the backfield in that same system. Correct. Yeah, from what I've looked at and what other people have said is that he just lacks the skill. Okay. Um, you know, I'd have to go watch some film. I don't know if it's his route running. I don't know if it's his hands. Um, it could be both. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't have that element of your game, that does take you down a notch, as right. we saw in this comparison. Right. Now, another thing, I did go game by game. And I'm not going to bore you all by going through each thing. It's a lot of numbers. It's a lot of numbers. I, I, it just Ta took me a while. Tax season is supposed to be over. <laughs> it took me a while. Okay, but here's the issue, though, uh, that I, I did find when I went game by game. Foreman had some very strong games. Okay, week seven versus Tampa Bay. 15 carries, 118 yards. Two of his catches for 27 yards were that game. Uh, he followed that up in week eight at Atlanta. 26 carries, 118 yards, and three touchdowns. That might have been a Thursday night game. I don't remember. But he three touchdowns, 26 carries, workhorse load. Yeah. Week nine at Cincinnati, seven carries, 23 yards. He had a few stinkers. Chubb had some, you know, low games, and and Montgomery certainly did as well. Yeah. But it was that was one thing I wasn't pleased to see is there was not consistency necessarily. There's definitely games where running backs are just completely taken out of it, right? I mean, teams will bet on putting eight guys in the box every time when the quarterback can't throw the ball. So there's going to be games. I remember when before the I want to say it was the Vic Fangio era. And maybe the quite maybe the year after with Pagano, but I remember watching Delvin Cook get stuffed constantly by Chicago. I mean, the guy was a dominant running back, constantly gaining 100 yards a game, and you know they would hold him to you know 30, 40 yards in the game. But Kirk Cousins would you know yep. pick you apart with Justin Jefferson at that point, or Adam Thielen before Jefferson was there. Right. Uh, I think we split with them that year, but. Um, I mean, if you, if I did go through each game, I could tell you he, both Foreman and Chubb, uh, did go up against some tough defenses. So I already told you what he did against T Tampa Bay. Um, he goes against, he went against Cincinnati when his worst game, two of his bad games, Foreman, uh, at Baltimore in week 11, 11 carries for 24 yards. And then in week 15 home against Pittsburgh, 10 carries for nine yards. Yeah. So there were about four games out of 11 that were real, real bad. Um, and, and there can be a lot of reasons, like you're saying. Um, but hopefully, and again, if we're talking about feeding the guy, that feeding the hot hand, if he's not getting it done, maybe that's a game where Herbert is. Right. Maybe that's a game where Roshan Johnson is. Yeah. Um, so it was a fun little experiment there. I think what happened was I just happened to hear – Somebody mentioned that Nick Chubb and Dante Foreman had like a, almost identical rushing stats over that stretch, and then I made me want to take a deeper look. So I'm glad you did. That was oh, I I always like when you come up with these things. Uh, I like not knowing. I like trying to guess and make a fool out of myself. And, and I and I started to do a player D. I wanted to see Herbert, 
Um, week seven, 12 carries, 62 yards, one catch on two targets, 25 yards and a touchdown. That was the uh, New England game that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. He had another good game in week eight, 16 carries, 99 yards and a touchdown. Um, and that was at Dallas. But then, uh, then he had a rough game in week nine, okay game in week 10, did not play week 11, did not play week 12, did not play week 13. They had their bye week 14. He didn't play in week 15. So that's when I was like, this wouldn't be a fair comparison. Right. Um, so hopefully he can stay healthy. And if he's putting up good numbers and Foreman's putting up good numbers, yeah. and you still got to, if you're a defense, you still got to worry about the rushing from fields as well. Yeah, you always love seeing your backup running back, you know, have games like that. But then you always have to wonder, okay, if you give them, you know, that lead role, are they going to be able to maintain that efficiency? We'll have to see. So will so will Minnesota. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So, all right. Well, thank you for letting me kind of lead on this episode. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, again, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. I apologize if my energy was a little bit down. I've been without a wife for a week and I've had three kids and yeah, it's been a broken refrigerator and, uh, oh, man. and a sink that clogged backed up and yikes. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to this guy. I had two coolers. I got to borrow to put my food in and well, you, it, Rob's going to be launching a, uh, home repair podcast next week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I was not able to fix anything but the sink. So everything but the kitchen sink or yeah. everything. Yeah. I tried. Yeah, it's like the opposite, <laughs> right? The only thing you Nothing got. but the kitchen there sink. There you go. There you go. All right, man. All right, bear down. Bear down.